Global Perspectives on the Future of Workplaces, a podcast brought to you by Agile Work. My name is Ante Pitkin and I'm the co-founder and insights and strategy director at Agile Work. Today we get to discuss the future of workplaces from a global perspective with someone who truly knows what the future of the workplaces will be like. Rafael Gilgen. Rafael is the trend scout and future uh, of future work at Swiss furniture company Vitra. His job is to predict what is happening in time to come, and specifically in the workplace, to guide Vitra, the design community, and the end consumers worldwide. Welcome, Rafael. Hi. Great to be with you. Lovely to have you here. I think that uh, last time we met, it was at a rework uh, workplace summit organized here in Helsinki, and I very much liked your presentation then. The world has changed quite a lot since then, hasn't it? Yeah, that is incredible. Yeah, nobody, think about 10 months ago, to work remote was something special because maybe you had some issues with your kids or at family, so you have to stay at home. And now it is more than 50% of the of the knowledge workers are working remote. That's That is incredible. And it really shows how criticless we deal the last five or eight years in um, with in, in in the business models. It definitely has, and it has affected all the companies and all the individuals around the world. Yeah, yeah, it's but, the same. Oh, it is. Then it's also interesting, uh, especially I would say in the first eight or ten weeks of this lockdown phase how all the other countries deal with them. And even we as Vitra with colleagues all over the world, it was interesting how they was affected, what happens in the companies and the organizations, how fast they go back or not. Yeah, interesting to see the difference of the culture, how they deal with the situation. Look, the people in Japan, they have no space. They can't stay at home, but they have to stay at home. They were sitting in the kids, in the area of the kids now when the kids are at school. It's so crazy, yeah. I've had countless of um, remote meetings in the last weeks where our clients have been in the dressing room or the uh, in a ca- in a closet somewhere. And I always yeah. tell them to get uh, come out of the closet, please. Let's let's free up some space to work for you. But it would be really we thought for today's discussion, it would be really important to discuss a little bit about the past. So the time before the COVID-19, a little bit about the time of turmoil that we're going through, and then also some here some predictions on, on the future and what companies, and especially in the corporate real estate uh, side, should be looking into. But let's start a little bit about, about your job. Tell us a little bit more what you do at Vitra. So my job at Vitra is first to zoom out and to understand what is work in five or 10 years from now. Knowledge work, by the way. So my job is not to, to, to understand what, what is architecture or how to design a space. My job is much more to understand what is an ecosystem of work in five or 10 years from now. And what that means at the end of the day for us at Vitra, for space, for products in a space, for the physical world, and there are the kind of three dimensions. The first dimension is how will we work? That means methods. There could be physical methods, but also remote methods. Second would be how we lead. So the entire leadership. 
and third is for sure space. And this kind of combination so um, gives you, you, so you find you endeavor new kind of patterns and then you bring these patterns in kind of a new context, like a landscape. We name it the work panorama. I will share all the files with you so you can share that ease also with your community. And that helps us and our customers, partners and friends to step in into the unknown. Because what we have learned is in a predictable life, the unpredictable has no space, has no room, first. And second is that we, re that we was not good to understanding signals in the environment around us. There was a lot of signals around us, but we ignore them a little bit. And we, want, we was like on the last lap of a race uh, so to go to the finish line. Yeah? Mm -hmm. But what we have to accept now We are in between two ecosystems of business and we have now to deal with both of them. In business, you name it ambidextry, exploitation mm. and exploration. Mm. Super interesting. And it's actually, I've been reading through the word panorama and, and a lot of the kind of trends and mega trends and some kind of silent trends as well that have you, you picked up have been, have been really insightful. Um, Also, so one of the publications that, that uh, I came across was this What If theme publications. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that, was, uh, that comes out of, us, out of serendipity. So in the last panorama, look, I spent the entire year in understanding reading signals, put them into a paper, blah, 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 blah. So, but if people jump in the first time, they are overwhelmed. So we need something like an intro or like a warm-up, like a gymnastic for your mind. In the past, we address thesis. But thesis, you disagree or you agree. And then we come, I do have done that with two students, we come up with the idea, what happens if we work with what-if questions? What-if questions are little provoking. You're not looking for an evidence. They bring you immediately into another context. And it's not about if you're right or not. It's like a little bit like how to, to, to play with the future. And for that reason, we start with what if questions. First, we publish the what if questions regarding to our panorama. Recently, I leave on LinkedIn 51 what if questions for the real estate industry, a big yellow poster so you can download it. And we also have done now um, a what if questions set up for our Vitra R&D team. And that is a real lovely tool. So if you look at it, immediately you can start a conversation and you see how many opportunities are outside. You never thought about that. I especially like the what if question of what if creators, designers and rebels would take over in your organization? This question is so cool. <laughs> Think about that. Uh, I love the word creator. I love the word rebel. And that is the totally opposite of the domestic setup of managers all over the world. So, and, uh, but I also believe that the managers and CEOs, they're really smart. They know about the potential of creators. And it's not about the taking over, but it's like a, be aware of that. What would be? And out of creator perspective, it's like, hey, come on. You, it is your duty to take over responsibility in these times with your creativity to help your organization to think beyond, to come from a different perspective. We have to learn, you have two mindsets, a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. 
And it's not about the gross or the fix. We have, they have to work hand in hand together. So you could name it this hybrid, hybrid organization. So this here hybrid world is stepping into the, in our entire world, how we work and how we live and how we play. No, it's great. Definitely uh, will advise all the listeners to, to look, at, look into that. So what would you say about the, what were the predictions you made before the time of COVID-19? You obviously work with future and, and, and trying to predict some of the issues that will, will rise. Did you, did you predict this to be coming or see this coming at any point? No. So no, honestly, for sure, I didn't predict any pandemic, but, but especially at the end of last year, I had a kind of, how to say, I was in kind of a blues because I know for myself that the world around me, how there exists, could not keep for longer. And even my habits, how much I travel, uh, how, how many days and hours I spend journeying and far away from my family. Uh, but it was important to understand the planet. So to be on these spots, to know, to understand Japan, to understand Manila, or uh, to understand these cities and areas and how they work. But when I, I was at the World Economic Forum in Davos, and there I really understand, oh my God, the future is a huge, huge task. Because on one hand side, you have this community who stands for an old system, and they really would wish that this old system will be alive for a longer period. And on the opposite, you have these kind of new leaders. They stand up for a new world, and that is the totally opposite of the old world. And then I thought that will be a hard fight because there was no kind of intersection where these two groups could come together. And then comes COVID in our life. So out of a sudden, um, tons of habits disappear and we was confronted first with ourselves. And I think the biggest challenge for the people was to sit at home with their wife or with their husband, with their kids, and to think about life. Disconnected from your community, disconnected from your, uh, how to say that, um, from all your funny stuff, going for a beer, going to dance in the club, whatever you do, and be with yourself. I believe that was the biggest challenge because it starts with if you like yourself or if you don't like yourself, if you like what you do, what you stand for, which kind of values you have. And I think that changed a lot. Yeah. So I didn't predict COVID for sure not. But what was clear, like, remember when I was in Helsinki, I show always the commuting time, even in your city. I think the average commuting time in Helsinki in that stage was 55 minutes. But I was in, in cities with more than like Beijing, 100 minutes commuting time, one way. And that disappears. And that was, not, that was not okay anymore to commute more than one hour, one way, to sit the rest of the day in front of a machine. And, that, and I had not results. So I had no idea how we, could, how we could fix it. But now, overnight, it was fixed by COVID. Mm. So not all negative, also some some potentially benef uh, po yeah. positive benefits. 
No, we are. Yeah, look, we are. I think that was a good training. That was mirroring. That was mirroring our condition. Yeah, how we are prepared for the new, and if we are ready to step into an a, a period of an economy which, uh, how to say, which will be different. But, but you know what was also, I think, what is special difficult for companies? In the last 20 years, we had these two crises, yeah? the dot-com and then the financial. And the most of the companies go out of these crises with nothing. They had maybe a bad year or bad 18 months or maybe bad 24 months, but after that, they play the same game. But that would not happen again. So the change has been permanent to a certain extent. Would you say so? Yeah. So it is like, I would say it's like a new deal. So that means whatever you have done in the past, you should take a white piece of paper and you should sketch it new. What would you do now, today, without knowledge what was in the last 10, 20 or 30 years? So I think that makes it real special. And um, how to say that? So sometimes you are surprised. Look, sometimes you were surprised how good teams deal with to be disconnected, um, take over responsibility much more than before, make decisions and run the business without maybe their boss. Um, then we was... So, surprised how often we change the tool, Zoom, Hangouts, Teams, Slack, whatever. You get invitation by invitation and it was like easy to deal with that after a while because you are stepping in a new world. But what we also find out, oh my God, I want to see my colleagues again. I miss you. I really miss you. I remember when I was, I was after 11 weeks, the first time on the Vitra campus, I had a client meeting there because we started a sprint with 15 of the leading German companies about a preferred future. So that was the first day to, to, to how to say, to coordinate that. Oh, it was so good for me, like to, to be at, even the campus was empty because it was closed, but to be in that spot and like, oh, how good is that? <laughs> and then seeing the first colleagues, it was so lovely. Come on. Yeah, and, and then we also feel like um, we have to be in a balance between to be deeply connected with all our senses and to enjoy this kind of freedom, what we have, how we arrange work. I counted 100 days of confinement, obviously, not, not as serious in many parts of Europe, but I remember the 30, first 30 days was like, what's going on? There's next 30 days was i'm kind of liking this then and the following 30 to 40 days was like i miss my my colleagues and i want to be back at the office and it was a it was a definitely a kind of a a curve there but tell us a little bit about uh, if we move on to past uh, the present stage now and, and 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 the kind of how this has affected your work could you tell us a little bit about your daily daily working uh, working with trends obviously before you traveled a lot gave a lot of public uh, speaking and you had a lot of kind of uh, social interactions as well. And, and what yeah. is your work at the moment? Yeah. So out of a sudden, I had to understand. So I had journeys planned to Japan, Greece, 
Emirates, I don't know, uh, Singapore, and then it was like zero, no journey anymore. So first I asked myself, what is the relevance of my job without being there? First question. Second is, okay, how could you bring in any kind of value in, in our organization or out of the Vitra perspective into the world? And so what I for immediately I, I built, so there's my normally workstation over there. And I built here a kind of my studio workstation. So I go for a proper mic, for a proper camera, for lightning, for a new screen. I have these always in my car. So wherever I am, I would be able to broadcast from anywhere less or more. Got it. So I, 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 I first I changed my business model quite fast in, into a remote situation. But second was, it was a good time to read because it was so slow. No phone calls, no emails, no traveling time. Mm. And then I would say I read a, a week 40 to 50 articles a week, only about the future of work, technology, society patterns, how we deal with um, uh, this kind of epoch moments in the last 200 years, uh, 2000 years. And then I had like, um, uh, I would say it was a little bit like a, a movement from two sides. First, I have to find myself in a new role, even here at home with my family. And second, I, I saw this big opportunity that future is a hot, 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 hot topic. And nothing is said. There is no one meaning. There is no this evidence because mm. everything is new. So that was a fantastic garden and jungle. It was like every, whenever I get the opportunity to read something, I go into the jungle, read, 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 flip, flip, flip. And then I check, maybe I got, I, I read about the real estate in New York City. So I grab my phone and call someone in New York City and ask him, hey, let me know how many lights are lighting around you. What, did, what do you mean? Go to your window. No, Rafa, here's nobody. I think where I live, I would say 40% of the people live New York and they go to another spot where they have their holiday houses. I say, mm -hmm. hey, come on. And so I step in house. And so I get a clearer picture, but I work perfect into a trap because I thought, okay, Rafa, in July, you have an idea because we are building our panorama. You have an idea how the future looks like after COVID. But I have to learn, forget it. You can't do it mm -hmm. because whenever I had a meaning, four days later, I got a new information what makes this kind of meaning obsolete. So mm -hmm. now I learn week by week and now I change my kind of, of, of work mood. I, for myself, I start a super long iteration phase. Now I would say for less or more one year. The idea is to learn week by week and to take the informations and optimize every month now my panorama. So when I get new information in terms of the Anywhere ecosystem of work, when I read an article like about the company Ray in the United States, the outdoor company, they sell their new headquarter now, they try to set up a satellite organization, I bring this information into my panorama. Mm -hmm. When there are other companies who, how to say, who supplement the home office, I bring that into my panorama. 
when I read about new hard and software which optimize um, hardware and software for the remote work, that it's much more easier with split screens, new microphones and your laptop, I put that now in my panorama. So that means my 2020 panorama at the end will have 2020.1, 2, 3, 4, <laughs> up to, I don't know, maybe version 10. Yeah. And that is interesting. Because in the old world, we try, okay, we have a new situation, we do it that way, quack, 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 10 points, pang, 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 forget this. What you should do is, you should think how far you could go maximum, go step back and say, hey team, for the next six weeks, I would say we, we commit to this kind of how we work, or we commit to these days we are in the office or we commit to, and after six weeks, we come together and then we make a new deal again. Yeah. So the cycle so, has shortened. Sure, Our yeah. visibility to the future has shortened. Yeah. We are idea. now in the big permanent beta loop. We yeah. all are in, in the super permanent beta. Come on, how crazy is that? It's a good yeah. time to try new things, what we've seen here. Yeah, yeah. And, and I believe special, look, I talk in my talk about talent transfer, how important it is to reskill and to upskill people, to unlearn something, that you could learn something new. Now it's a good time to do that. That because on one hand side, there are these people inside your organization who take over responsibility by themselves, make decision, create something, bring in all their creativity. And on the other side, good leaders empower their teams. Hey, come on, you can do that. I've never done that before. I trust you. Talk to him or to her and you will see. Good. Okay. Give me a call if you believe it downward. So I can see that on, the, on Microsoft 365. If I see anything where I believe you need help, I will give you a call. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that it's also kind of, an, of a good movement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where do you see the workplaces at the moment? What is their, their role? Oh. <laughs> what kind of, oh, oh my God. A difficult question. I didn't say that no, it was no, going to be no, easy. No, 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 <laughs> look, look, look. no, this question is not difficult, but it's something personal. So during the, during the I would say now, the last 20 weeks or 25 weeks, I would love that someone give the office much more meaning because all the articles you read, the office has fall. I would say if you read 100 articles, in 80% of these articles, the office has fall. And that really hurts me. So I really understand that you don't need the amount of office and that they don't look the same for sure. But how could we how could we lost the connection to purposeful and powerful places overnight? Why? So I didn't read any interview with an architect who stand up for his latest buildings and say, hey, this building is much more than an office because it could be pa 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 pa. So for that reason, first, I was a little bit kind of disappointed. 
And then at Vitra, we published the e-paper, e-paper series, now four in a range, um, because we ask ourselves, what is the new role? We at Vitra, for sure, we was um, convinced by ourselves that there, there, there is still, there will be even in the future space, if we name it office, we name it office, but it looks like different, like in the past. So, and then what happens, people take their things from home, uh, from the office, go into their home and do the same work, like copy, copy paste. And then it starts to change. So then they make their experience at home. They start to work different, remote. But what happens now is a lot of the people are not allowed to go back again. So on one hand side, the office can't be improved by the people and remote work is improving now every day. So what we have to do really critical to be aware that we have, we have a lot of spaces in the offices we don't need anymore, maybe in, in the near future, but there are much more spaces we have to build in the future that you create an attractive place. People will compare their experiences remote into a space and the spaces of tomorrow they have compete against the virtual spaces. And the virtual spaces are becoming better, faster, and intenser, as we believe today. And it's interesting how the virtual spaces, can they be better than the physical space? Go on Twitch, TV. So what, look, you, if you see my space here, yes, you, you know that I believe in spaces, but it is part of my job to take the shoes of the other people, like to really understand them. So when I talk to gamers, I go often on Twitch TV to see how good are the spaces designed. And then I was surprised. And even we have done our own remote universe research. I will also hand over that to you for, to share that with the audience. And that was incredible because I really underestimate what the work from home community has done over the last 10 years because they're built up for themselves an entire giant universe to, to organize their work in my blind spot, yeah, because I was always organized in physical spaces. Mm. And now the challenge is to take the best out of both. Mm. Look, if you're an architect, you have to be aware, you have to know what is the power of remote work. You have to deep in, you know, there are synchronous tools, asynchronous tools, Ba, 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 tools for uh, broadcasting, documentation, co-creation, whatever, to understand what is work in the future. And even these guys who design remote tools, they have to be aware what is the potential of a physical space. And then I believe we will get in less than two years the first interaction po intersection points. Mm -hmm. Studios are, will, will be built into the office spaces. We will improve the quality of broadcasting and of split screens, whatever. And that will end up, I believe, for more than 40% of the employees in the white color area to get a totally new working experience. Mm. That's, that's uh, I think it's an in interesting point. Can we provide a better experience by doing this kind of hybrid, hybrid experiences of digital and physical? 
you, you mentioned before that you had worked uh, after 11 weeks of confinement you you finally met up with your with your customers as such or, or the 15 top leaders of German companies what were the different workplace strategies that were spoken about or what were the kind of different scenarios that companies were uh, going towards okay. good question good point okay what was officially that there was confrontated oh my god I have a building for 6,000 people but I'm maximum allowed in the next 12 months to bring back 2,000. Oh, I should deal that. Oh, my God. So, so that was play, playing the defense. Mm. But then at the same time, they start to think about, let's play the offense. And then we create a project. It's called, what would be your preferred future of work in 2030? So if you could design a preferred future in how we work, how we lead, and what Spain's means for you, what would you do? So, and then, so, oh, my camera, sorry. And, and then something special happens. First, how we work. I, so we totally underestimated the power, so we name it the black hole. The black hole of the future of work is how we work. That means how we deal physically, how we interact, how we co-create, and virtually, like in the virtual space. This is the black hole of the future of work because this will change so much that how we lead and how we design spaces have to react to that. So the first learning curve was, oh my God, there are so many opportunities outside, how we work in the future, and you have to be, we have to be aware about that. Got it. Then we come to the point of leadership. And there's really one strong result is it's not management anymore. It is real leadership. And when I talk about leadership, I give you an example out of business like Jürgen Klopp from Liverpool. Yeah. Like, so like how he leads the team of Liverpool over the last years. So that this means kind of leadership yeah? to be a real leader out of an old perspective, what leadership means. And, and at space, we have seen, okay, the most of the spaces would even match into the future, but we have to redesign them. And, and then we see that how we work, how we lead in space is hardwired connected. In the past, you talk maybe to the HR person or you talk to the event person, But you know, in the future, we have to talk to each other much more than into the in the past. If how we work, how we lead in space is not aligned, forget it. Yeah. And the other dimension was the special big companies that can't solve the challenges of tomorrow alone. They have to they have to collaborate with each other. So maybe you have four or five big companies. I highly recommend go to your companies where you say they are friends of you and collaborate with them together because you have to have this kind of social learning or exploration with people outside your industry, outside your organization, outside your management, much more than in the past. I totally underestimated also this kind of power. Would you say that the boundaries have been broken in that sense, that there is opportunity to cross boundaries that haven't yeah. been crossed before. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
that ha- and, and, and these happen special in these co-creation setup because the sponsors were all sea levels. So the sea levels sign up. Yeah, as we want to part of the sprint, they send to us managers or leaders. And we mixed up the teams twice. So first we start the, the space guys with the space guys, the HR with the H. And after the first big uh, co-creation session, we, we mix them up. And that was the magic moment. That was real also for me, the magic moment. To have people from HR, to have people from IT or operation, whatever, inside my space team. Yeah, because I was kind of a topic guru space and I arranged that with um, the Accenture journey guides, producers, so the entire setups. And that was interesting for me. Really interesting. We've, we've already kind of discussed about the past and we've talked about the present moment and we, we touched upon the some predictions for 2030, um, but maybe not going that far, far off, but 2025, what will the workplaces of the future and work? Do we have any hints of where, we, where can we, when will we go next? So to give you an idea, in 2025, the average age of of the white color people is less than 40 years. And it depends to countries will be less than 40, maybe 35 years. So that is a huge shift than the average age we have today. Second, the planet centric agenda. So that means to take care about the sustainability goals of the United Nations will be the strongest agenda ever. I don't know if you had heard yesterday the president of the European Union, Ursula von der Leyen, her talk. I highly recommend. Normally, I don't recommend any politic talks. But listen to her talk from yesterday. She confronted the entire European Parliament with the challenges ahead of us. And the most of these challenges are... Um, are dedicated to the United Nations Sustainability Goals. So that means this is an additional layer what we will see how that influence how we do business. So that means in five years from now, there were a lot of things that are different. In five years from now, we, all, we will see several kinds of anywhere ecosystems of work. Mm-hmm. There are companies maybe based in Helsinki, And yes, you can work from home. And maybe if you don't work from home, they give you like a membership into one of these new co-workers in the local neighborhood. And so they give you, they guarantee you, if you go to one of these co-workers, that's the deal with, you meet, you meet one of your, your colleagues. Then we will see <clears throat> in bigger cities, satellite situations. So that there's, not one, there's no headquarter anymore, maybe in Paris or in London. There will be satellites in the suburbs of London from one company because for sure they understand that the people are not living in one spot anymore, so they live in these areas and they build up satellite locations. Another point what we will see is that companies share one big old headquarter or campus. Maybe there is a company, they have a proper campus. 
they will they will share this campus with two other or three other big companies to provide the best experience to operate it out of the best economic and ecologic perspective. <clears throat> Then we will see a boost of remote work because in five years we have five edge, uh, we have five G, we have we have edge computing, we have better augmented and virtual reality tools. And then we really live in this intersection between the real and the unreal. And this will give us totally new opportunities. Then we will see there is a new kind of movement that means to educate the older workforce. When I say older workforce, I mean that we have offers from private companies to employees in the age of 40 plus, that they are prepared for the next period. Because in five years from now, the most of the digital transformation lesser more is done. And all these companies who put a lot of energy in the digital transformation as a consultant, they will now take the time to start a, a, a human transformation means mm. to prepare yourself with your re and upskilling into a new world. And I believe every company will have beyond the commercial layer uh, an, a, a social contribution layer, a society contribution layer. Means they will have an impact into the neighborhood or into a welfare organization, or they will take over responsibility maybe for a portion of the city. And we will see a, a renaissance of the public spaces. Mm. Not out of a city perspective, like an old city, it's like that will be the kind of in-between space. Yeah. In a nutshell. Mm. Mm. Interesting, interesting directions. A lot to, lot to chew on here for, for a, lot of, um, a lot of companies. And obviously this has also, also affected Vitra's business. Um, How do you see that Mitra will, will modify or change its approach in the, in the next five years? Look, I'm now six years at Vitra. And in one point, Vitra also surprised me, always surprised me. They had a plan. I give you an example. We built this year in front of the Vitra house, the new garden done by Pete Udolf, the Dutch, I, I would name it, he's not a gardener, he's an artist. Mm. And he is also was responsible for the garden on the High Line. And I had a customer event on Tuesday night evening and we stand in the garden and we honestly totally fall in love with this garden. Mm. Because you get lost. So after four months, the plants grow so fast The smell is so intense, you get lost. And then you feel the power of beauty, the power of all these non-technological things, no remote, a strong, real experience. And this is really deep in our DNA. Yeah? And if you look, so I don't want to make any kind of advertising. If you think about this old chair, or if you think about this new Artec Atelier chair in my studio. 
So if you really listen at Vitra, look back into the past, we will get the audio, we will get the direction into the future. And we host now in September uh, 22 and 23, our Vitra Summit with great minds, artists, scientists, managers, CEOs from all over the world in four topic fields over two days, a full program. And that is quite, that is part of our answer to do first. Like first we had our Vitra e-papers to give guidance into today. So first like safe back to the office, how to deal with the space. The last issue was about um, the new home, like the home office. So we will find it on the website. Then we start now in October with our Vitra Summit. I highly recommend, I was, when I've seen the, the, the speaker lineup, I was like, wow, I have to sit two days at home and enjoy it. Like, <laughs> it's like education for me also. Yeah. And out of that, we will rethink, um, we will, no, we will show our idea what the office is first time in this summit. I can't yeah. talk so much. But it's for sure a little bit what I meant, what I share with you in the last um, 15 minutes when we talk about the present or in the future. For sure, we believe in the power of physical places, how to design authenticity, how to design belonging, and even how to provide with a space a kind of emotional infrastructure for the unknown. The challenge. I think in the world is to, to give people stability, trust, and even orientation in these unknown times. Yeah. And for that reason, you have to deal with physical things which are remarkable and um, memorable. Yeah. Very much looking forward to, to that and, and also the material that we'll, we'll get to share. I also highly recommend your flipboard um, that I, I actually stumbled upon and, and found a whole gold mine of information there. So we'll be looking by the to, way, by the way, to I'm share that as well. By December, I'm six years at Vitra. In average, I leave 1.5 articles every day in my flipboard. I'm going now to 3,000 articles, more than 50,000 flips since that time. Hmm. More than, I think, three and a half thousand visitors inside. And that is, I think, um, also for me, it's, an, it's, it's like a big archive. Often when I'm a little bit bored, I go back. I flip, 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 back, 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 like 15 months from now. And then you see, oh, my God. And then you see how fast things go. Come on. <laughs> or you see like a small plant. Think about the beginning of the platform economy. Mm. I think... First, people talk about that five years ago, and now it's like massive. And what happens to the platform economy, how that starts five years from now, planet-centric will be the same quality in five years from now. Hmm. I certainly hope so. Definitely a worth, worthwhile pursuit. We have a lot, uh, hopefully um, a lot of our audience have been listening through through our discussion and, and, and the points that you have been bringing up. Uh, we find that a lot of customers are of ours and the companies that we're speaking with, they, 
um, they're very much in the process of, of trying to evaluate the best way to go about this. Some of them have started taking very active roles. Some of them have taken more of a standstill role. Some of them are, are doing experiments. And, but what would be your top five advice for, for, uh, for these heads of corporate real estate, business leaders and so forth that are still having to make decisions that will influence thousands of people? Okay. So after dealing with all the health issues, by the way, yeah, so if you have done that and after you take care about the money of the company, I think that are the two most important points, is to think how to create a sense of belonging in a hybrid organization. I think that should be a focus topic. So that means you should install a person who is, I would say, who is responsible for your remote work architecture. That means you have to have someone who know what is, what is remote architecture doing with us out of a social perspective and how to orchestrate that best that you get much more advantage as disadvantage out of that, even in the terms of belonging. Mm. Comparing to that, a person maybe of the HR or a facility department should be much more like the old um, community manager. Mm. You should install a physical experience manager inside your office who organize on two days a week something on site so that if you're not on site, you miss something. And you should curate a program for the next six months. And it's always about education. If it is technology, if it is sociology, if it is business related topics, if it is topics about your customer, whatever. So that you really orchestrate an entire series, created entire series. So then you, then you have two kind of really important person, one in the remote, one in the physical world. And these guys organized this kind of belonging. And with the belonging, you do one thing, talent transfer, reskilling, upskilling, to bring the glue inside the organization, working on progress and prosperity. These persons also can give a feedback back to the management, what they have learned, what was the experience, like to, to iterate week by week with these issues. And the other point is, don't forget your customers. So it could not be the answer that a customer visit is not allowed anymore the next six months or 12. That would be, by the way, stupid. So how to deal with that? Yeah. And, and then again, we build up now at Vitra Studio. So we have now in one hour of our old production site, we built up first a studio for our internal shootings and videos. But now we use this space also for broadcasting mm. and to, to send others. So to go in touch uh, remote or like virtual to our community. So that means... How could you transfer your business profession, the core of your message as a company to your customers 
from your maybe from your headquarter to be also connected with them. And the other point is to rethink productivity, uh, rationality, and efficiency. But this is this depends on company to company. You have to reinvent. No, you have to create a new formula for what is productivity for you. Mm. Especially with remote work, you have to redefine that. And even what is efficiency? So for that, you have to make a new deal. And my last topic is about the cultural framework of an organization. As more you are remote, as more you have to deal with the challenge. How could Rafa, me as an employee, could be dedicated to Vitra? Okay, at Vitra is easy because you can surround yourself by accessories, with books, tables, chairs. But even a company who don't have something what you would bring to your home should deal with this kind of cultural framework, what we stand for, and how the people at home and inside the organization or wherever they are could feel that. Yeah. And, and what could be, and, 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 and the other point is also, you should for sure consequence automated task or transactions. Mm. But in the same point, you have to really upskill your people for new tasks and, and other points that, you have, that they are not disconnected or lost. So it's still very much about people, about reinforcing well, belonging. That it is, because all the other things are in the future in a cloud. Mm. And as long we both don't match into a cloud, mm. we have a purpose on this planet. Yes. Let's find it out what it is. <laughs> That's a wonderful way to finish this great discussion that we've been having. I think we could easily continue for another hour or so. And I was very much looking forward to having you uh, visit us uh, physical uh, in, our, in, our, in our studio here in, in Helsinki. But this has done very well. Thank you so much, Rafael, for uh, part of joining us in on, on this podcast and sharing your thoughts. It's always uh, very inspiring and insightful speaking with you. Yeah, and yeah, always welcome. And I'm really looking forward... Hopefully, to be less than eight months uh, back in Helsinki again, and then we will see. And then we really will see, and we will be surprised what changed much more faster than we believe, and maybe what is back in our life where we believe that will disappear. We will see. Yeah. Okay. Good. Definitely. So. Bye. Looking forward to that. Take care. Bye.